0: Half a day and welcome to episode 18 of the Take Note podcast. My name is Chris Harper. We discuss a theme or topic from the word of God between songs every weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. live on Take Note the radio program. This podcast version features a 10-minute recap of one of our favorite programs from the previous week minus the music. It's perfect for new listeners or those who may have missed a portion of the program. We click Publish every Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. tomorrow Standard Time. Today, we want to take note of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Well, you wouldn't think you could sum up everything in the Christian life in just a few words, but the preacher in Ecclesiastes, Solomon, does this very thing in the passage we address today. He describes for us the whole duty of man— well, This should be of interest to anyone who has a desire to follow God. We'll take a closer look now on our whole duty edition of the Take Note podcast. We find Solomon in his old age in this book, often declaring everything under the sun vain and empty. By under the sun, he means things not done for God or with God in mind, worldly things, selfish things. And if things done for ourselves are empty, then what can be done that's worthwhile? What can be done that's meaningful? Well, these verses tell us, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen says, fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. Verse 14, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So this is the conclusion of the whole matter. Short of this, it would seem, life is totally empty. Ecclesiastes 1.2 would confirm this. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Then asking the question, just a verse later in Ecclesiastes 1.3, What profit hath a man of all his labor, which he taketh under the sun? Well, if we take all that is done under the sun to mean things not done for God, we see the meaninglessness Solomon laments throughout this book. These verses address something higher, these theme verses of the day, verses 13 and 14 of Ecclesiastes 12. They express something, they allude to something far beyond ourselves, a duty that is worthwhile instead of worthless. It may still represent labor, but it's valuable labor, valuable in an eternal sense. Well, let's go back just to give ourselves some context and read what Ecclesiastes 2 in the first 11 verses says, I said in mine heart, go to now, I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore enjoy pleasure, and behold, this also is vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad, and of mirth, what doeth it? I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine, yet acquainting mine heart with wisdom and to lay hold on folly till I might see what was that good for the sons of men, which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. I made me great works. I builded me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards. I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruits. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens, and had servants born in my house. Also I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that was in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold, and the peculiar treasure of kings and of the provinces. I got me men singers and women singers, and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, And on the labor that I labored to do, and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. There is very little that Solomon has not experienced. No pleasure was withheld from him. No possessions, no experiences, no accomplishments, no accolades. But they were empty. They left him empty. Today's theme verses are his final conclusion, though, and they are not empty; they are able to fill to overflowing the first of which to fear God, and this is not a new requirement proverbs one seven the first part of the verse said, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge psalm one twelve one the end of that verse said, Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord that delighteth greatly in his commandments' Fear is an Old Testament designation for true piety. It is fear conjoined with love and hope. It is reverence. It's to know who God is, to have an understanding of him. The fear of the Lord is found, though, by searching the scriptures, having a comprehensively scriptural concept of God. Proverbs 2, 3 through 5. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. Well, do we not have a fear of God? No doubt it's because we do not understand scripturally who he is. Failing to fear him is failing to have proper respect, proper reverence for him. It's failing to know who he is and consequently failing to know who we are. And if we have a proper view of him and a proper view of ourselves, how could we not fail to devote ourselves to him, to love him, and to commit to him? Well, that's the next part of our whole duty and that is to keep his commandments. This is something that Jesus emphasized greatly. We could just go to John 14. That'd be a good place to start. Verse 15, he said, if ye love me, keep my commandments. Jesus also said in verse 21 of that same chapter, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You go a few verses later, verse 23 and 24. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Commandment-keeping is a reflection of our love. We keep because we love, not in order to be loved, not to gain favor. The fact is we have been favored, and we know it, and therefore we love. So we're left from this passage with some big thoughts. All is vanity apart from God. But with God, With a proper understanding of Him, with a scriptural understanding, we're able to see clearly life's vanity, and we're able to live worthwhile lives, those characterized by faith in Him, by faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, and a relationship with Him. And we are characterized by obedience to Him, joy-filled, worthwhile, valuable lives Of eternal importance are possible, and he will make it so. He is the only one who could ever make it so. You've been listening to the Take Note podcast. My name is Chris Harper. These few minutes together are brought to you by Harvest Ministries and KHMG on Guam. Our website is KHMG.org, KHMG.org, and every episode we ask you to take note of a theme or topic from the Word of God. Thanks for listening.